Welcome, everyone, to another Talking Ball Y'all Picayune pregame podcast. I'm David Burnett, and with me, as always, is Ricky Whitaker. Last week, Picayune became one of the eight remaining teams in 5A football after a 35-13 win over the Hattiesburg Tigers here at Lee Triplett Stadium. This week, Picayune will be home again for the second round of the playoffs facing off against the Brookhaven Panthers, who surprised a lot of people, including Ricky and I, when they eliminated East Central from the postseason in a dominating 42-14 win last week. Ricky, Brookhaven is an interesting team to say the least. How would you best describe this Brookhaven team? Yeah, I think interesting is is a great way to describe them, and I would even add a few more adjectives out there like intriguing or mystery, uh, mysterious. And, you know, I spoke with uh, your good buddy Pete Taggart when I walked into the stadium. This is about 10 minutes till 6, Dave. I mean, we're playing Hattiesburg, and at this point – I don't think anyone, as you mentioned, thought we would even be considering a conversation about Brookhaven, but that's what me and Pete are talking about. And, you know, he, he went back to that 1997 game. I was on that team, and um, that's, you know, when we played Brookhaven in the second round of the playoffs, and there was a lot of craziness involved in that game, starting with, you know, inclement weather. It was like a tornado watch or a tornado warning that ended up um, preventing our dance team and band from going, so we didn't even have them there with us for the playoffs. And then not to mention, there was this eerie fog uh, that was on the field. It was pretty thick. And although rain hadn't been in the forecast in Brookhaven all week, the field mysteriously became saturated with water to the point where we're slipping and sliding all over the place and couldn't keep our footing. So I'll let you fill in the blanks to why that might have happened, why the field was that wet. But, um, you know, we lost that game 27-10. And, you know, really, Dave, since then, since 97, we played Brookhaven. This will be our seventh time Friday night. And uh, we haven't lost to them since that 97 team. And you, you go back to the conversation that, that Pete and I had, and here we are. That's what we're talking about. We're still talking about that loss in 97. And, you know, that's that mystery. That's that intrigue that is Brookhaven. Yeah, Ricky, and that's one of the things I love about high school sports is here you are going to a game and they're talking about opponent we may not even face at that point. You don't know. And uh, still burns people up in Picayune to this day that uh, they lost to Brookhaven in 97. And, we, we discussed last week about that region, 3-5-A, who um, Brookhaven's a part of. and Brookhaven handily beat Hattiesburg and Laurel, and uh, Laurel, a team that looks to be very tough right now. and they, But they were blown out by West Jones and lost to Wayne County. Wayne County finished fifth in that region. And uh, the teams that beat Hattiesburg beat, um, Hattiesburg beat uh, West Jones and Wayne County. This team is a really head-scratcher to me, Ricky. I, I, I don't know what uh, – what they look like on film to you, if you can describe what you uh, have seen this week. Yeah, you know, I think you got to start with their big guys up front on both sides of the ball, Dave, and, and we'll start with defense. Um, I like to go there first. And uh, the guy that you won't need binoculars to see, that's uh, that's big number 97, Caleb Harris. Uh, he stands at 6'3", and depending on what publication you read, he's either 305 or 350. I, I don't know if that's an error somewhere, but he's three bills plus regardless. And um, – you know, you see a kid that big, uh, from what I can see, Dave, on, on trying to research him a little bit, only three college offers so far, and most of those are schools that, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier, we've never even heard of before that have offered this kid, and they're all out of state. So I don't know all the reasons for that, and, and I'm not going to speculate why that is, but I can tell you this, when he goes full speed, Dave, he can take over a game. Uh, you mentioned the win that Brookhaven had in region play to Hattiesburg, and he had eight solo tackles and a sack in that game. And, hey, that'd be a heck of a night for a linebacker. So for a defensive tackle to have stats like that, uh, that's dominating at the line of scrimmage. So 
that's what he's capable of, Dave. And to be 6'3", he surprisingly can get pretty low. So uh, we will definitely need to have a body on him at all times. That'll be a good starting point there. And then, you know, you look at their leading tackler on defense, uh, Malachi Williams. That's their junior linebacker. Um, He leads this defense. And really there's a lot of guys, Dave. You you see on film, they have good closing speed. Um, And considering that they held Laurel to only 12 points, uh, you got to tackle pretty well to do that. So uh, their defense is is definitely going to be pretty good. Yeah, they got some big guys up front. Um, they uh, they're led by number one cute quarterback uh, Dre Ross. He's only five. I mean, he is five eleven. Not only, I mean, that's not decent size. One seventy five has thrown for over seven hundred yards and rushed for about the same nine touchdowns through the air and rushing. Um, they're going to run everything just about out of the shotgun. I know they uh, um, they run uh, a lot of shotgun, but they run the ball and uh, watched uh. They will pull those guards a lot, and when I watched the East Central film, I was surprised to see that they were uh, mostly most of their dam- run damage on running the ball. So that was a shocker, yeah. Yeah, so they run they run the ball a lot. We we always think of a shotgun team, Ricky, as a, a passing team, but uh, Brookhaven is definitely a, a rushing team. They will use a lot of three wide receiver sets with uh, one running back next to the quarterback. Um, they also run two back sets with a running back. Sh- set to the right and left of the quarterback. They do a lot of zone reads. I watched, I watched the uh, East Central game, and I watched the uh, Wayne County game. They do run a lot of uh, zone reads. They will take it under the center a little bit. Um, sometimes, though, Ricky, they will. Uh, they have trouble with those shotgun snaps. Uh, I've seen uh, East Central had a chance to recover some of those, just wasn't able to get to them. Ross was able to uh, hop on them. And then the running backs, number three, uh, Deshaun Wilson and uh, Xavier Gayton, they've combined for 1,100 yards on the ground. Um, Gayton has the bulk of the low with 850 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's a 155-pound sophomore, and Wilson is the 180-pound junior. They're not the biggest guys, but they are playmakers, Ricky. And uh, another playmaker there is uh, number 32, uh, Javante Stewart, 5'9", 180-pound senior, and that's that's his favorite go-to wide receiver. Likes to hit him a pretty good bit over there on the uh, nine route, you know, run and fly. Tries to go over the top. Um, overall, they're a well-balanced team. Um, at times, they have looked great. Other times, they've looked not so great. But none of that matters right now, Ricky, because it's playoff time. And uh, it, it's just going to come down to how these two teams execute on Friday night. Yeah, everything I, you know, from this point backwards doesn't matter. It's just, it just what happens Friday night, just as you said. Yeah, and we're going to come back, Ricky, and we're going to talk about the keys to the game from our, our viewpoint. And we kind of laid out what we're going to see from Brookhaven as far as the playmakers and who to watch for on offense and defense. And then also after that, we're going to break down what's left of uh, Region 5A. Um, we'll focus more on the south part on the other side with only four teams left on each side. Um, and then we'll, we'll touch a little bit on the north, even though we're not you know, that familiar with them. But we'll be right back with that. If you're looking for granite, quartz, quartzite, or marble, Come see Angela Burmaster at Exotic Stones, located at 6985 Highway 11 North in Carrier, Mississippi, or at their brand new showroom, located at 1171 Highway 90 in Bay St. Louis. Angela and her staff will help you select the perfect color scheme and will fabricate and install any residential or commercial project that you have. Angela's low prices and personal touch can't be beat. Also, 
Mention the Talking Ball podcast and Angela will throw in a free sink with your installation. For the carrier location, call 601-798-4334 or for the Bay St. Louis showroom, call 228-344-3003. Johnson Farms and Meat Market. Where can you find a full-service butcher shop that carries only the finest beef? From Mississippi farm-raised corn-fed cattle? Why, that would be Johnson Farms and Meat Market in Picayune. Shop at johnsonfarms.com or stop in at the corner of Highway 11 and North Hall in Picayune. Johnson Farms and Meat Market, where quality beef begins. All right, we're back here discussing this Brookhaven matchup. And, um... Ricky, keys to the game. Um, so what do you see? We're going to start with Picune. What do you think they're going to have to do offensively um, to keep the ball moving against this Brookhaven defense? So I, I'm going to go back to the, the Hattiesburg game, and I'm going to throw a stat out, day for you that, that, was, that was pretty intriguing to me. Um, last week in the first half of the Hattiesburg game, we ran 27 plays. Hattiesburg only ran 13. That's a great start. I think let's do that. Let, let's get back more. You know, we say this a lot, Picune football. That's, that's the definition of Picune football is a time of possession domination like that. I mean, we're talking about a 24-minute half where Picayune probably had the ball 18, 19 of those minutes. That's what we need to do to start to really get things going. Um, we mentioned the big defensive lineman, uh, Dave, number 97, Caleb Harris. we got to make sure that, that we're getting a body on him and, 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 and pushing him out of the way. That's going to be really important as well. Um, just focus. Uh, we don't need any mental mistakes. I think we played a pretty pl- clean ball game last week. We're going to need to do that again. And I think it's going to be important, too, defensively for our secondary to remain locked in. And I'll go back, and it wasn't a lot. Uh, I'm being nitpicky in what was a pretty good game last week, but we did have a couple of situations, Dave, where uh, we let a receiver get behind our secondary. And we got a great secondary, but, again, you start peeking in a little bit too much, and that can happen. And if you go back on film, we talked about how much they ran the football against um, East Central and how well they ran it. They ran it right up Main Street, right up the gut on them. But what they did, you know, you mentioned uh, some of the looks they'll do, and you really don't see two quarterbacks, you know, one on either side of, of, a, of a quarterback who's in shotgun. That was like a, 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 a resurrected offensive formation back when, like, Dwayne Haskins was at Ohio State. You never hardly see that anymore. But they did that, and they after running the ball so much against East Central – when they brought two running backs in the backfield, you're thinking they're going to run the football more, but they didn't. That's when they threw it, and they caught them by surprise. So we got to stay locked in, keep our eyes where they need to be. Uh, it's going to be, again, with this kind of formation, I don't think we're going to need to change a whole lot with our base defense today. We're going to be able to stay with our regular guys. We may bring in um, you know, an extra secondary guy. You know, We've been doing that a little bit. Uh, but I think we can we can go to we can go to war with our guys that that's got us here this week. Yeah, I think you you hit it right on the uh, nail on the head right there. With we need the long drives. I would love for us to our first two drives, Ricky. I mean, if we get the big play, we'll take it. But it'd be nice to get that five yard, five yard, five yard. Maybe you know you know drive it down and down and, and wear these big guys out. You know, um, and I think that's what we did had so much success against Hattiesburg. Because that defense is really good at Hattiesburg. I, I think a lot of people don't realize how good that defense is because we were able to just keep that ball in the first half, wears them down. And, uh, and that's, and that's picking mentality of, hey, we're going we're gonna to keep going. We're going to keep going on offense. 
and we're just gonna we're gonna tire you out, and and they feed off of that. Yeah, at offense, obviously you're gonna get tired too, but it is but the momentum carries you and adrenaline because you're you're the one on top when you're driving it down the field like that. And I think um, I think if Picayune can get a couple great drives like that to start the game, we're in great position. Maybe get a turnover would be excellent in that first part of the game, maybe the first quarter somehow. Either a punt, a punt to me is going to be just as good as a turnover early on in the game. And I think can't have our cornerbacks peeking in at all because they will burn you deep. That is their favorite play. They suck you in and suck you in and uh, that zone read, zone read, zone read. And then all of a sudden he doesn't give it. He drops back and throws one over the top. And if they're not looking, Ricky, it could be devastating. Quick hitter right there, right off the bat. And um, and it's the playoffs. You never know. Um, always got to look out for special teams coming to play. Um, we talked about the kicking game. We, we haven't really had to have that field goal to win the game. Um, we Craft uh, had to come out there and kick one, and we both talked about how great that was to have him come out there in that situation to try the field goal. Maybe this week's the week where he has to go out there, and, and maybe he's a little more comfortable out there with that. And uh, it's not having to come out there. And um, maybe we can – I watched their – uh, kickoff team and um if they kick it like they did i think chris davis has a chance to return one this week um i'm not calling it that he will return one but if they kick the way they kicked against east central i would i would not be surprised if davis returns one for a score um i mean that's just thoughts i mean we know we don't mean you don't harp on special teams a lot even though it's a huge part of the game and i think we don't really harp on it because we have we don't really have a lot of reasons to talk about it because ours are pretty solid so i think uh Coach Hayden will have a great game plan, and um, I don't know if you want to touch on anything else before we get to the, the matchups and the playoffs. I mean, you know, it, you talk about execution, and, um, you know, it's one thing to say this is our, our scheme that we run, but it's another thing to execute to execute that scheme. And I think this is maybe one of the, the more balanced teams we've seen. I mean, you threw some of the stats out there. The quarterback is, you know, he's thrown and rushed for about the same uh, number of yards. Um, he's ran and thrown for about the same number of touchdowns, and, if you look at how they do it, I mean, this guy, he looks pretty cool back there. He doesn't get real rattled. You mentioned, you know, we'll have some opportunities to get some turnovers possibly. They're, all, they're, they're always good for one or two uh, snaps that go over the, the head of the quarterback. But, you know, just one thing, too, and I'll, I'll kind of leave it with this, but we talked about being locked in with our secondary. It's going to start with our defensive line and linebackers, too, because those guards you mentioned that pull, Dave, they'll pull, and there'll be a design play where they'll pull out and he's looking at that running back, and they're pulling like that running back's going to get the ball, but they're, they're going to do it whether the quarterback keeps it or not. So we can't just rush over thinking that it's coming that way. Uh, he'll, he'll come back on that backside, and he gashed East Central for some long ones doing that. So we're going to definitely have to be locked in and, and disciplined. Yeah, great point there, and I think that's where um, our defensive ends uh, will have a great – you know, if they can stay home and contain, they'll have a great game. And also, Marion Tyson – Having him coming in after the quarterback, I'm sure they're going to turn him loose, and he's going to have a big game this week. And um, Ricky, we go on to the other teams around that's left. As you mentioned, there's only four teams left. We just discussed the Brookhaven Picayune uh, matchup from top to bottom. Let's go over to the other side that who the winner of the Picayune Brookhaven game will play West Jones Laurel. And West Jones last week had a 31 to 28 victory over Gaucher. Laurel uh, had a 59 to 20 victory over uh, George County. I mean, you was kind of split on that one. I I thought Laurel would probably pull it out, but I'm very surprised by the score of that game more than anything else. Um, 59 to 20 over George County is uh, 
very surprising, especially since George County was at home. Um, I looked at uh, some stats, um, what are more history of records and uh, games. And earlier in the year, West Jones was able to beat Laurel um, 24 to 21. So that was one of the one real close games uh, West Jones had during the regular season. But Ricky, I looked and on that Mississippi history site, that's where I got my stats from um, as far as the record. And it says that um, Laurel is 20 and 19 against West Jones. So this would be the uh, 40th matchup with uh, Laurel holding a one-game edge. And so uh, West Jones um, victorious earlier in the year. But I'm going to show go back to last year, Ricky. Laurel won the regular season, but West Jones ended up winning in the playoffs. So could we have the roles reversed this year where Laurel beats West Jones in the playoffs but loses in the regular season? So um, two teams that are no strangers. It's almost like Carrier playing Picayune. I mean, you, most people say they go to West Jones or going to Laurel. We say, a lot of us say so-so. You know, we go to so-so Mississippi because that's technically where it's at. But it's technically in Laurel. The schools are really close. They're real familiar with each other. Um, it's got uh, Coach Pearson there at uh, West Jones. is been there for like 20 years. So um, he definitely has played Laurel a, a, a ton of times in those 20 years, counting probably 20 times regular season. And um, I don't know how many he goes back into playing during the playoffs. And Laurel has a, a coach that's been there two years, came from Ridgeland. Ryan Ernest took over for uh, Coach Breland. So I I can't really pick that one. That's almost like a coin toss to me, Ricky. I don't know if you have any thoughts on who you think might will pull that one out. or I mean, It's going to be uh, – it's hard to tell, Dave, because I thought for sure we would have uh, – most of most of the teams in our region would be playing this week. And, well, I was pretty wrong in that. So I, I don't even want to take a guess on that. Yeah, we were, we were all wrong. I thought we were going to go uh, – I thought we were going to go two and two. Um, we only went one and three. Um, so it was kind of disappointing to see our region fall. Um, I was hoping we'd have some familiar opponents. It's always easier. I know it's hard to beat a team twice, but um, in, in in high school, man, I just love to see somebody we're real familiar with, which we are familiar with, Brookhaven. We have played them two years ago. And on the top part, Ricky, I mean, I'll just go down. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk about these teams like we know them because we obviously don't follow them as much as we follow the South. But West West Point and uh, Vicksburg play um, this Friday. West Point, always tough. I mean, you just say the name probably anywhere in the country, and uh, they're going to know South Panola, West Point. Those teams just uh, have been dominant for years in Mississippi high school football. They, they beat Ridgeland 40-7 uh, to last week. And uh, Vicksburg beat Cleveland Central 25-3. to I've heard Vicksburg has a great defense. West Point does too, so that, that could be a defensive matchup. Um, I, I, if I was to put me on the spot and pick that game, I'm picking West Point. I'm just, I mean, until somebody beats them. I mean, and, and it's a one versus two matchup. Pittsburgh was two in their region. West Point was one. And um, same thing on the other side, Ricky. You had the one, Neshoba Central beat Lake Comerant 27-24, uh, which Lake Comerant was a four seed and almost put out a one seed, which we almost had the same thing happen in ours. Gaucher almost came up there and upset um, yeah. Yeah. West Jones. And then Lafayette, who uh, – Lafayette is one of those teams, I think, that bounces between 4A and 5A to kind of teeter-totter in that uh, 4 and 5A. Um, so a very tough team. They they beat uh, Holmes County Central 43-16 to last week. So those two teams will play. And I would not be surprised to see Lafayette beat, beat Neshoba. Um, and then I don't know which team hosts if the 2-1 seats uh, win. But uh, 
I, I look for West Point to come out the North um, until somebody knocks them out. I mean, it's just an easy choice, Ricky. I don't know if you have any thoughts on the North or just uh, – It just seems like it's West Point and everybody else, right? I mean, yeah. it, it just seems to be that way um, pretty consistently. Yeah, so that, we kind of laid it out, and if you most of you probably were already familiar with who's left in the playoffs, but uh, that's our thoughts on how it's laid out and what we've seen. And hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll see you all. Uh, okay, Ricky, Ricky, you got some more thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'll just give you one close of thought here and, um, you know, kind of staying with this whole mystery and intrigue. And, um, you know, I'm not much of a writer, Dave, but I, I got quite a Hollywood script for you. Someone throw this out at you. Two years ago, two years ago, we played Brookhaven in the playoffs. Um, we ended up facing uh, West Point for a state championship game at the Rock in Hattiesburg. Um, that was Coach Lee's last year. Coach Stogner was on that staff. He took over as head coach uh, the following year. Um, Adam was on that, that staff as well, Adam Feely, you know, some more guys I'm sure were probably part of that. And the, the senior class that we have now, guys like Dorian and uh, Isaiah Evans and Ryan Pascal and Noah Carter, uh, just to name a few, those guys were sophomores on that team. We may, we may have a chance to play West Point again back at Hattiesburg State and back at the Rock. Vengeance. Can we get some vengeance? Is, can, can, can Cody come in and make this thing right? with another opportunity, how awesome would that be? Yeah, just got to get through Brookhaven first. And uh, could could stars could align, Ricky, and hopefully they do. And, uh, man, this is going to be a great matchup, um, as they all are when you move through the playoffs. And uh, I hope everyone enjoys this episode. And every, thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks for our sponsors who sponsor us. And uh, thanks to Clay and Jeff for allowing us to do this. Um, We'll be back uh, Friday after the game. We'll give you a post-game uh, podcast. Hopefully, we'll be moving on to the South State. And uh, if Laurel wins, we host. If West Jones wins, we go to SoSo. See you guys Friday. <laughs>